and welcome to the Direct Selling Success Podcast. I'm Anna Green and I'm here to share with you tips, tricks and training on network marketing done right. Thank you for listening. Hello everyone. Uh, let me introduce you to my guest today. Uh, this is Leanne Guns. Leanne is our tax expert in direct selling success. Thank you so much for being our expert. Um, I'm live here with her today to chat about tax and accounting and to hopefully simplify and make it less scary for you. <laughs> That's the that plan. The yes, that is the aim. Exactly. No, thank you for having me, Anna. I'm really pleased to be here. I love Oh, her. it's going to be fab. I'm so excited. Um, so while I am sorting the tech and finding out where we are um, online, would you please introduce yourself to everybody and say hello? Yes, of course. So my name's Leanne, as Anna just said, and um, one of my clients dubbed me the Profit Hero. So that's my nickname simply because I help businesses make more profit. But I also do tax accounting and all those joyful things. Um, I try and make tax really, really easy for small business owners, particularly if you are new to this sort of thing or you're growing, or maybe you've just never had to deal with it before because you've always had an employed job. So my aim in life is to make tax as accessible as possible to the small business owners out there. And that is who I work with. I don't, I don't work with big corporations. I work with all small businesses. So I understand exactly the challenges you face in a day-to-day -day world, which is particularly helpful when it comes to things like setting up your business, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it's brilliant to have you here because I know when I first started in business way back when, I didn't yeah. have a clue, not a clue. And figures used to scare me. Well, they still do in a little way, but luckily I have a lovely accountant now. <laughs> it's really helpful, isn't it? And I think yeah, I'm really keen as well, and I bang on about this a lot, um, to actually make it less scary and make it something that you're not avoiding doing and making it something that you just do regularly that comes becomes part of your routine almost because whether you like it or not the accounting and the finance side of your business is one of the most point, important points in your business if you don't get it right you are just going to have problem after problem after problem and you're going to really struggle to create a profitable business so so important yeah and yeah, I think it's, it's not just about the tax is it and this is the right. thing that I didn't understand it's not just about the tax it's about maximizing your profit yeah, exactly. And um, the more you do it and the more you make a habit of it early on, the easier it is as you grow and as you get to the big numbers and as you get to the big amounts. And suddenly, if you've dealt with it properly, nothing is a surprise and there's no scary, nasty things coming out of the woodwork. Whereas if you've ignored it and like my favorite thing is when we get these clients like January, they've shoved their receipts in a box under the bed or they've used last year's chocolate tin. You know, like the big roses tins you get yeah. and all the receipts in there, shoved it under the bed hope for the best and then they've ignored it until January like the 26th and we've got four days to sort this out I see it every single year and actually what that means is those business owners have not had any opportunity to make any changes to what they're doing they could have made loads of money spent it all not kept the money for their tax or on the flip side they could have made no money at all and not even realized because they're just yes. not something. so yeah I think dealing with it is so 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 important yeah, definitely. So what would you say is the reason, the main reasons why people avoid thinking about their tax, you know, put it away in a cupboard and just ignore the fact that they've got to do something with it? Yeah, I think I think people push it to the bottom of their to do list is a main one, particularly if you are, let's say you're juggling a business and a family or you're juggling a business alongside another job. It can feel like less important, like right at the forefront of your mind is often making sales, getting new clients, all of those things that you're doing on a day to day basis. Often you don't see the tax and finances as important. The other thing is, and I hear this all the time, the old saying, I'm not a numbers person. Well, 
unfortunately, whether or not you are a numbers person, the tax is not going to go away just because you're not a numbers person and you don't like it. So you've just got to face up to it. Um, and also, I think if you've put it off, the longer you leave it, the worse it becomes. And it almost becomes like this beast you don't want to deal with. Whereas just dealing with it in little increments and doing it super regularly, like everybody should be looking at their figures every day. And as a minimum, you should be putting your accounts together every single week. If you don't, you just don't know what you're doing. And it's, yeah, playing with fire. But if you've avoided it and avoided it and avoided it, suddenly it's a massive thing then to sort out rather than it can be such a simple thing. Five minutes of your day, job done. Yeah, because it's not complicated. As a self-employed person, it's not complicated. It is literally two columns, (laughs) what you've made, what you've spent. And we overcomplicate it so much because... Well, I, I know I used to. I used to worry about getting it wrong. Yes. I, I used to worry about the fact that I might go over the tax bracket and then I'll have to pay tax, Yeah. which was kind of counterintuitive because it stopped me earning money. Yeah. That's and, a big one as well. I think people do yeah. that all the time. They think, oh, I don't want to hit the tax threshold. And then as they grow, they don't want to hit the VAT threshold. Obviously, the more you think like that, you subconsciously hold yourself back because you are not going to put yourself out there. You're not going to do all the things that you know you need to be doing to make them sales because you're so worried that actually you're going to have to pay a bit of tax. But here's the thing. If you have to pay tax, it means you've made money and there's profit in your business. And what are you doing this for if you're not doing it to make profit? Like profit gives you freedom. So whatever other reason it is that you're running your business, profit is generally pretty important. Let's face it. That is what tax and accounting is all about. Well, tax yeah. maybe not quite so much, but accounting is. Yeah, it's definitely. Looking at those figures and thinking, okay, well, I've spent all this. Did I need to spend all this? Actually, I could have made this much profit if I hadn't have spent that. Or actually, if I'd have done double the sales this month, I'd have made X. Or you know, those sorts yeah. of things we don't think about. I think people just sort of wing it a little bit to a certain extent, particularly in the early days. And actually, if you've got a really good set of accounts sorted out. And it doesn't, like Anna said, it doesn't have to be anything complicated. It can be a really simple spreadsheet with just two columns in. It could be software. It could be whatever you prefer using. But if you've got something, you can make informed decisions. So let's say, for example, there is, let's say there's a mastermind or a course or something that you really want to involve, like get involved with. I know that you run some amazing courses here in the group. If somebody was looking at investing in that and they were like, I don't know if I can afford it or not. If they had their accounts done and up to date and they could see that actually they've made five thousand pounds this year then it becomes a no-brainer that you, they're going to invest in those things to be able to take them to making 15 20 thousand pounds do you know what i mean it becomes a no-brainer it becomes an easy decision and you've got actual evidence to back that up if you haven't you're just like hmm, i'll do it and i'll hope for the best which is fine but it's yeah. not the best way to run a business no well i was very much the winging it yeah i think a lot of people are and, and i did that for so long for so many years because the money wasn't important to me. I was in this because I, I loved the idea of working for myself. I loved the business side of it and actually going out and selling the things and and building the team. And actually all I was doing was selling the stuff and spending that money yeah. in the business on recognition prizes, on going for coffees with team members, you know, putting on meetings, all those things and not actually yeah. looking at the amount I was making. Yeah. And actually, that means you're doing all this stuff for next to nothing because you just haven't looked at the figures. And this is so important. Yeah, you've just got to do it. Yeah. When I did look at the figures, I uh, something twigged. Yeah. And and yeah, it it was 
I was very much, I think I was earning. Now, I had team sales of about £750,000, so wow. downline sales, yeah. and I was still under the tax bracket. And wow. that's when I realised there was something wrong. Yeah. But it was, just, it was just because I wasn't in control of what I was doing and looking at what I was doing. And especially if you're spending small amounts, let's say like recognition prizes that were like 15, 20 quid or whatever. If you're spending £10 here, £15 here, £20 here, you don't notice it at all. You, it just goes in and goes out. You don't even think about it. Uh, OK, a bigger purchase, you might think about a bit more, but the smaller ones, you just don't. And then they add up a lot, don't they? By the time you get to the end of the year, they add up. So if you've got nothing in place to monitor what you're spending another thing is people say oh I've always been bad with money well you don't have to be bad with money do you you can actually make a choice not to be bad with money and make a choice to take control of this stuff and create new habits and yeah new ways of working definitely and I can highly recommend to everybody doing that yeah (laughs) so let's start from the beginning then um tax wise um what do people have to declare and when so the, ma- the main thing to remember is if you've taken a thousand pounds in sales, you need to, as a minimum, register as a sole trader with HMRC. Really, really easy. You go on HMRC, Government Gateway. I say really easy. It's really easy if you can get the Government Gateway account to work. So do it on a day when you're feeling nice and zen and you haven't got kids screaming at you or you haven't got to be out, out to the dentist in 10 minutes because sometimes proving your identity with HMRC can be a little bit fraught. So, um, log into a government gateway account, set up a UTR, which is a unique tax reference. You'll get it in the post. And what that means is you need to submit self-assessment tax returns every year. So that's really important to remember. It's after you've taken a thousand pounds in sales. That's your commission. It is not your profit. Like this is really, really important. So people often think it's a thousand pounds of profit. That is not true. It's a thousand pounds in income, which would be your commissions. So is that a thousand pounds in a year or a thousand pounds overall? It's a thousand pounds in a year. In a year. So if you don't make a thousand pounds in commission in the year, you don't need to. You don't need to declare anything. Okay. And so then what you would do is you would put together all of your ins and all of your outs for your tax return. So we're thinking about any commission you've received, um, any sort of income that hasn't been taxed at source. So your tax return is going to include all of your income and like, including things like, for example, you might have a job or you might have taxable benefits. Not all benefits are taxable, but things like carer's allowance, for example, is taxable. You might have a pension coming in. You might have rental income. You might have dividends from a company. You might have savings. I mean, there's a whole world of things you could have. Um, There's some stuff that isn't taxable, like ISAs. If you've got an ISA and there's interest on that, that's not taxable, but a lot of other stuff is. So your tax return when you do it is going to pull in everything so you're going to need your p60 from your job if you have one you're going to need details of your income and expenses it'll all go onto the tax return work out your tax and then it will all be submitted together so really simple isn't it because all you do is fill in the boxes so it says do you have this sort of income tick do you have this yeah do you have and it's really really obvious what to fill in where it's really, really obvious. And um, they've done it so people can do it themselves. I would say the bit that's less obvious is working out what you can include to offset against that tax. So like your expenses and, um, you know, what you can do to reduce your tax. That's less obvious. But submitting the return is not something you should put off. Like you should do it as soon as you possibly can. Get it in, get it done. And then 
because the tax years run from April to April. So now at the moment, we are submitting tax returns for 2022 to 2023, so up to April. And we've actually got until January 31st to do this. But what I would say is do not leave it that long, because if you submit now, you know exactly what you owe. So let's say you haven't put aside enough money. You've got a few months to go and make it. If you've had a bit of a, like a nightmare time this year or whatever, whatever the excuse and the reasons is, because everybody has them, where you haven't kept your accounts up to date and you don't really know what your profit is, you've got months to sort it out. So I would say do it earlier rather than later. Also, if you go to do your return and you realise you're missing a load of paperwork, you've got time to request it, which is really important yeah. um, before the deadline. Yeah. So when do people start paying tax? So the tax itself will depend on your personal circumstances. It's going to take into consideration all of the different areas of income. So let's say that you have no other income from any other sources, then you are going to pay tax and national insurance at £12,570 in profit for the year. Last year, last year, 22-23. Exactly. So that is from April to April. There are complexities when I say April to April in that, when you start as a self-employed person, let's say that you start in August, your first tax return is going to be August to April. Your second one, then you would need to click change permanent accounting date and select to do from April to April should you want to. Otherwise, your date is going to stay with August. So you just need to keep these things in mind. But again, it's really not that difficult and not something that should be avoided doing. Um, but yeah, year on year, April every year, and then it's got to be in by the end of January. Yeah, but they do change this sometimes, don't they? The amount. The amount definitely changes. It changes. It's changed this year. So, for example, this year they've brought the national insurance threshold up in line with the personal allowance. That wasn't the case before. Um, The thresholds also change. So we find out in the budget what we're going to have for the next year. So, um, yeah, it's going to it's going to change. So the it's currently twelve thousand five hundred and seventy pounds for both national insurance and tax in this current tax year and um, previously the national insurance was about nine thousand something um but the rates and everything do change so it's worth having a look and there is on the gov.uk website there is a page you can go on and have a look at the tax thresholds and the national insurance thresholds but just remember you don't get a personal allowance for each type of income you get one personal allowance and then there are certain allowances for other incomes but you won't if you've got an employed job and you're let's say getting paid 25 30,000 pounds that personal allowance has already been used so you are going to pay tax on any additional income you make there's going to be no personal allowance there to use however of course this this tax is means that you are making money and this exactly. was one thing we used to have all the time from people who were employed and then running a secondary business on top was that i can't make any money i'm going to get taxed on it well yeah you are but you're only going to get taxed at was it 20 percent yeah 20 percent plus so national insurance 80 percent of that minus yeah. your national insurance yeah. so you know, it's quite considerable you know that's 60 to 70 pounds out of every 100 pounds that you're going to make in profit yeah and people say oh well i can't because i'll just get taxed too much i'll get taxed too much i'll get taxed too much but actually the key thing is if you're paying tax that means you're making money so who's really winning like it's obvious isn't it you if you've paid tax you've made profit and that is what you want yeah and even if you're getting nearer the higher tax bracket you're only taxed that extra bracket of percentage on the money that you make over that it doesn't doesn't like filter down all the way to no. no 
The only difference in that is that after you go over a hundred thousand, there's some reductions in personal allowance, but that's a whole other situation. Yeah, so, um, you would definitely yeah. have an accountant before that point. You would, would definitely, say. definitely have an accountant before you reach a hundred thousand. And if you don't, you are making a big mistake in not having one. Although I might, some might think I'm biased, but I promise I'm not on that bank. I can say for definite that yes. it is well worth getting an accountant when you start to get a bit more of a um, a. regular sustainable higher income yeah and I think it helps in a lot of ways um and I'm not just saying this because obviously it's what I do but often you'll find that your accountant's fee can be offset in the tax savings they show you because there'll be things they know that you don't that they'll you know you'll be able to put into place to help save tax so um last year for example somebody came to me that they've been doing their own tax return I managed to save them four thousand pounds in tax they paid me 197 plus VAT so do you know what I mean the the amount they made was massive compared to what they paid me um and that's not going to be the case for everybody because some people will be able to do it really really well but actually a lot of the time you'll find that um but I would say at the point at which you've got regular income coming in and at the point of which either you're really not sure what you're doing and you're not confident it is not worth getting this stuff wrong just get an accountant. We are not scary. We are like, there's a lot of us out there for all different types of businesses. And I promise some of us are very approachable. We won't judge you for not knowing the answers. Do you know what I mean? You cannot show me anything that I have never seen before. Like it's not going to happen. So just, you know, we like you to come and ask. Don't get things wrong. I would say just come and ask a question or don't put it off. Don't put it off and don't put it off and think, oh, I'll sort it out next year. Because actually by the time you get into the next year, it's too late to do anything about it because you you started a new financial year. And let's say, for example, you've gone over into the higher rate threshold. There might have been something we could have done before, but now you're going to be paying that tax regardless. So I think I think it's really important to do it. If either you're not confident in what you're doing or you're starting to get regular um, income in, or it looks like you're going to be paying a lot of tax for whatever reason it might be, whether you've got a rental property or do you know what I mean? Whether you've got more complicated situation, definitely speak to somebody and see if they can give you some advice on what the best way to go about things is. Yeah, brilliant. Brilliant advice. So there is a question that's come up um, and I think I can probably answer this one. Um, is there a list of what you can and can't ex- expense on the HMRC website and are there different things you can expense in network marketing that you wouldn't with a normal retail business so Leanne very kindly did us a training session on this in the success lounge membership um, specifically for direct direct sellers and network marketers which covered lots of different things that many people didn't know about and were very surprised about which is fascinating so if you want access to that um, give me a shout about getting in the membership but basically they're the same aren't they yeah, so the, the HMRC terminology is wholly and exclusively for business purposes. Um, there is not an exclusive list on their website. You could not create an exclusive list because every business can be so different. Um, but there are some key things that everybody should be doing. And if you have a look on the gov.uk website, this is just obviously we covered this in great detail in the membership, but I'm just going to go over a few simple tips of it now. There, there is um, a page on the gov.uk website, simplified expenses for self-employed. Have a look at that. Look at the working from home allowance, for example. A lot of us will be spending time working from home, whether that be dealing with customers' orders. It could be speaking to your team. It could be speaking to your suppliers. All of this stuff counts. It could even be advertising, creating Facebook posts, whatever it is you're doing. Um, So that's done on time bandings. It's a really easy way to expense some of the working from home element. There's also mileage rates that you could be looking at if you're using a personal car to do your deliveries. If you're using a personal car for anything else, whether it's going to the post office or whatever it might be, 
worth looking at the mileage rates as well. But there are there are lots of things you can expense, but you need to just tell yourself wholly and exclusively for business purposes. And that's HMRC's rule. It's not I'm going to the shop and I'm going to buy myself a coffee and I'm going to put that on business expenses because it's during my working day. (laughs) No, not at all. However, if you went to go, I don't know, if you were traveling to go and meet somebody, let's say a team member the other side of the country and you were driving three hours out of your way and you wanted to get lunch on the route, that would be but yeah not generally yeah totally I'm different not, yeah I'm not going to go and meet my friends down at Costa and then put through that as a uh, business expense that is not allowable shucks I was going to go out and get a bottle of wine to celebrate a success I bet that's not included either is it Leanne? no unfortunately not <laughs> yeah oh, and nor a takeaways delivered to your house that's something I see all of the time really? it's like, is it yeah, it's like <laughs> we're just eat ones can I put those through mm, no <laughs> brilliant yeah it, it is being very sensible about the things you can put yeah, through is. Yeah. yeah and a lot of the stuff as well is uh based on interpretation of rules so hmrc set out the rules and then it's affirmed a little bit by case law so we have every now and then it's probably a bit more complicated than i need to go into but every now and then we'll have like a court case deciding something to do with whatever it might be so we've had things on clothing and uniform whether it's clothing or whether it's uniform we've had things on um like tutors and agency fees so what we do is we have to take hmrc's like legislation we have to form a calculated opinion on it and then we get the case law to back it up so as long as you can stand hand on heart and say that was wholly and exclusively for business purposes and it's not something that's specifically excluded by hmrc that's generally the best way to think about it things that are excluded by HMRC if you need to go and buy a smart jacket to wear to your party so you look smart this is not an acceptable business expense you cannot buy clothing unless it has a logo on it or it is health and safety equipment um you cannot travel to and from a permanent place of work you cannot um try to think of some other things that are really obvious you can't pay for training to create a new business so, so for example I'm an accountant if I wanted to become a hairdresser tomorrow I could not trade use that training for a hairdresser in my tax return I could however if I went and did a tax course tomorrow I could put that through because it's CPD yeah so things like for example if you're doing if you're doing direct selling and you do some work on marketing let's say that would be an allowable business expense because it's exactly for your business it's to help the running of your business but if you decided to I don't know become a neuroscientist let's say you couldn't put that course through sorry yeah no. <laughs> it's, it's it's um common sense i think most of the time isn't it, it is, yeah a lot of it is common sense and a lot of it is if you're not 100 percent sure you're doing the right thing then are you doing the right thing do you know what i mean if you can't stay if you if you had somebody from hmrc sat the other side of the table to you now could you hand on heart say that was for business purposes and if the answer is yes then nine times out of ten as long as it's not something excluded you can do it yeah absolutely Brilliant. Thank you so much for your advice. Is there any top tips you would like to share before we disappear? Yes. My definite first top tip is don't put your accounts off. Literally so obvious. I know I've spoken about this before, but and I bang on about it. So I'm blue in the face. You should be doing your accounts every week, literally every week. You should be looking at your numbers every single day, looking at what profit you're making, look what you're not making, look at where the money's going every single week. Do not leave them longer than a week because then you've got old data you can't use the other thing is to do when you've done your accounts don't just ignore them look at what it's showing you this is something that's so obvious yet so many people don't do it are you making any money yes or no where is all your money gone like can you do something about it like what you said earlier if you're making a huge amount of money 
why have you got no money left at the end of the year? It's got to be going somewhere. So where is it going? What can you change about that? And can you make informed decisions on the data you have? Um, The other thing I say all the time, get a business bank account. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. It doesn't have to be a limited company bank account, but get a bank account that is not your personal one. Even if it's another account in your name, it doesn't really, you know, as long as you're not breaking the terms and conditions of that bank, because they will close the account if you're found to be breaking the terms and conditions, but get another bank account because it makes your life so much easier. Have your clients pay into that account, have your commission payments, you know, all of these sorts of things can be going through that account. So can all of your expenses. And it makes it super clear for HMRC. If you ever get asked to provide anything, it's super clear. It's all in one place and it makes your own life easier when it comes to doing it. It really does. I remember having team members who were getting their customer money muddled up with their own money and all sorts in bank yeah. accounts even though I've advised them to get their a separate bank account and business accounts used to be really scary yeah but they're not, not anymore they no. are dead straightforward most of them are still free or incredibly cheap yeah. um it's just finding one that suits you and how you like to work mine's on an app yeah it mine is well x amount of percent away from my tax from every single payment that comes in which is just great because then I don't even have to think about it and it just does you can automate so much and you can get them open you haven't got to go in and sit like years ago you have to go into your bank branch sit there with a scary old man generally with egg down his tie or something do you know what I mean listening to phoning on and trying to like put yourself forward as a serious business owner and why you needed to bank with them and why you were going to be a great asset to their bank you don't have to do any of that now you open an app download it provide id generally they want some id to prove who you are and that is it like yeah it'll be open open so quick so just don't even don't even avoid doing it it's like it's the most obvious thing and it will honestly make your life so much easier well it really will because everything's there in one place and it's not getting muddled with any other money and it yeah you can see what's going in and out yeah exactly making it imagine like the risk of accidentally spending one of your clients order money and then not having money to actually go like this is actual stuff that happens to people the money a direct debit gets taken but and the money gets swiped and they don't have the money to replace it like that's really serious and these are the things you're going to avoid happening if you just have a separate bank account Yeah. yeah very sensible and where can people find you um if they want more information of anything that would like to ask So I am The Profit Hero on Instagram, or you can head over to my free Facebook group, which is Progress to Profit with The Profit Hero and Strategy Angel, where we do lots of free trainings in there, lots of free advice and support. So head over there if you have anything else. And also, obviously, I'm here in this group, so I'm here to help. Yes. Brilliant. Thank you so much for being my guest on this today. Um, we'll put your links below so everybody's got them. And like like um, I've said, just you know, just if you've got a question, just ask it in the comments below or send one of us a message um, and we will help you as much as we can. If it gets all a bit complicated, though, I think I'll pass you to Leanne when it comes to accounts and money. Yeah, definitely. Happy to help. So, yeah, anyone, any questions, just ask them. We can come back to you. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank you.